0: Hello, Two Principles podcast listeners. We are so grateful for all the support and appreciate you checking in with us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love for you to
1: follow, subscribe, and rate, review our podcast. You can also follow us on all our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Two Principles. You can also check us out on the web at twoprinciples.com. We are grateful for our Two Principles podcast partner, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person.
0: Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, where we help you get out of your head and
1: into your heart. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you.
2: Hi, I'm Jonathan Bullman, and I'm hanging out with two principles. Hey, Kevin, we got Jonathan Good. in
0: the... You know what? He's another tat guy. Do you see that? I know. I He's love got it. tats out. So... Tell us a little bit about the tats there. What, what's going on there, John? What? All
2: right. Um, well, thanks for noticing. Um, so on my left forearm, is that kind of like the back part of the forearm? Hey, I don't know yeah. what yeah. you call that part. I, right. The bottom of your forearm? The, bo- the I forearm don't know. bottom. Yeah, yeah we're going to go with that. <laughs> the nice smooth bottom part of my forearm. Um, I have a geometrical design that uh, incorporates some uh, uh, runes. Um, Norse runes I was told Well no I, I told myself Because I researched it that's yeah. like, You never want to go into a Tattoo yeah. place And be like oh, <laughs> Get oh, <what> something <laughs> I, <that, please?" laughs> I gotta tell you It looks pretty good man <laughs> Thanks I dude I do like that And then I also have um, I have uh, Good enough On my hmm. Inside forearm Because You are And we all are And that's Good enough <laughs> that, I love that, it That that's tends great. to be lost In the equation sometimes Yeah um, I have a I have a band On my bicep that i actually got with my son on his 18th birthday okay um and i got a few others do you out have of any that you
0: you would you did and you're like oh man why did i do
2: that do you have any regrets I, on any of them oh it's a that's a really like good question of a
0: girl or anything like that
2: no i didn't i didn't go the johnny Depp, <laughs> wino owner forever wino forever kind of route i uh no um I, my <clears> first <throat> tattoo though i mean you would you were saying you yeah. had a, a tattoo story um yep. so i i split up with uh with my first like long, like long term girlfriend, I guess, right back in like when I was eighteen, and mm-hmm. I met her when and she was out in the states, and moved back to England. It was you know, and we split up, and I was like, I want to get a tattoo. That feels like a great decision, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? I'm going to make an emotive decision to put something permanently on my body. That's awesome, and you know, didn't do any research. Just walked in. I was in college, and there was a tattoo place like a block away from my halls of residence. I'm like, yeah, I'm going there, and going to get something put. Yeah, it's going to make everything better. It's going to take the pain away. And I walked in there, and the guy's <laughs> very similar to your yeah. story. He's so like, "There's a what can I get for X amount of money?" He goes, "Well, anything on in this book." So I looked through the book and I, you know, I, I thought I'd be kind of edgy, get a Japanese character, <laughs> put a kanji on my shoulder, you know, because yeah. who else is doing that yeah. back in the 90s? Um, so I, I did that and I wanted the one for good luck. Yeah. Because I figured you can never have enough luck. So the guy stencils it and all of a sudden the phone rings. <laughs> He's like, I just need to take this. I'm like, sure, dude. That's, that's my first tattoo. I don't know what eti right, is. Right, right so he, he walks out into the other room and all of a sudden i hear you know and i'm not sure what um, um with relation to language i can use on the phone <laughs> on, on the podcast but uh, there were a lot of expletives yeah <laughs> and and i and i sensed the uh, the tension was rising yeah and it, and it culminated in a in a f u b word phone gets slammed down because it was it wasn't cell phones it was yeah. old school sure. that, you know it slammed down storms back out sits down and I'm like, he's pissed off. Yeah, he's, he's getting so yeah, You want to take I'm a like, breather? I'm everybody. like, everything okay, dude? And he's like, yeah. F in X wife. She's like, she just doesn't understand. She's taking all the money. And I was just like, oh my god, my first tattoo is going to be an angry tattoo. It's going to hurt, and it did. Okay, and you, you still have it though? And yeah? I, I still you, well, you, I kind of covered it up. A subsequently, little bit. covered it up with a um. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah shitty little thing that yeah. kind of <laughs> just looks like a black blob now um so yeah there we go
0: that's fantastic hey kevin are you ready to go oh, here i'm, I'm super <laughs> excited <laughs> that's, that's, I, that's, the
2: energy here is
0: already that's good. Flow. let's
1: let's let's raise that frequency let's go
0: yeah let's go spread some good out in that podcast universe hello and welcome to today's show as always super excited to be here today with my friend and co-host kevin we are extremely excited to have John Borman in the HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. And we are the Two Principles. The Two Principles podcast where we put the focus on leadership, work-life balance, stress management, mental and physical health. Our goal is to equip everyday leaders with practical tools to maintain their overall health and live out a more balanced and fulfilling life. Hey, if this is your first time tuning into the Two Principles pod, we appreciate you checking us out. There's so many amazing pods out there. So thanks for tuning in today as we continue on this journey towards a healthier and happier you, one step at a time, one conversation at a time.
1: Hey, as always, every episode, we will stay true to the two principles purpose. We will consider the impact of our words and actions. We will be in the moment. We're going to stay present. We're going to give it our best today. And I absolutely think we're going to have some fun today.
0: uh, We're going to learn lots here, man. You know, marriage and family right here, right? So he can give us some advice. We can go home, tell our, tell our wives maybe today. Absolutely.
1: I already told you, Jason, before John got here, I told my wife this morning. I said, hey, I'm going to come back today. <laughs> I'm going to be the best this afternoon. I'm going to be the best husband you've oh, ever you've yeah. Ever so good that's, that's my expectation.
0: All right. Hey, Kevin, mailbag time here yeah. real quick. Just again, uh, you want to tell listeners how they can uh, find our Two Principles Life and Leadership newsletter that we started here about four weeks ago, five Absolutely. weeks ago? Absolutely,
1: If you just go right to our website, twoprinciples.com, and uh, right there on the bottom of our uh, homepage, you can just add your name and your email and click submit, and you are good to go. And those newsletters are going out every Sunday. Um, right in the middle of the day, and, and uh, we're just trying something new, and we would, we would love to get as many people uh, subscribed as possible and uh, get our message out there.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to build yeah. our, uh, our community and get some great, like I said, great resources out there to uh, folks about life and leadership and all the different things that uh, we can do to uh, be the best versions of ourselves. So, hey, John, do you have any questions for the two principals before we get this thing rolling here?
2: Uh, that You want to know about us? Well, um, first off, I'm 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 worried that you've set the bar a little high when he <laughs> oh, well, said he's going to be coming home and he's going to be the best <laughs> husband ever. I mean, well, that's I a think lot you of pressure, just, yeah, but, I the, think but, but the bar might
1: that. be kind of low to begin with. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, that's you fair enough. Under, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, those three four months ago, I thought we were going to be living in an apartment together. Oh, okay, man. so
2: <laughs> that might be a whole different kind of podcast. <laughs> at point, really. Yeah, it was good. Two principals
0: coming out of the apartment. Uh,
2: but do you have any questions for us um I do actually um yeah. what's uh what's something what, what's something you guys are reading at the moment Ooh, mm, so what are you, what are you reading
1: <sighs>
2: Kevin I, doesn't read I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, gonna be not honest, honest for with a reader are you, I'm Kevin?
1: not a I'm not a um, cover to cover reader okay I'm a very um sporadic uh uh-huh. pick something up read nice. a little bit put it down consuming stuff online like yeah um, I don't know. I feel like I'm just constantly consuming small bits of information yeah. everywhere. I'm not a I'm not a guy that will sit down and, and open a book and be like, that's the only thing I read until that book's done. Gotcha. So I come just like don't that. do that. I the ADD to approach. Yeah. It's like, I'm
2: just going to bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I like very that. Very much. Okay.
0: So speaking of that, um, yeah. there's a book that uh, I am going to order and I've read a little bit about it <clears throat> and I've had some people tell me, but it's called Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and how to think deeply again. Ooh! So that is one that uh, it has to do a lot with uh, the addiction of cell phones, social media, mm-hmm. instant yep. gratification. So I'm I'm really into that. So that is one that's been recommended to me. So that's going to be the one that I'm going to be reading next. So, nice. Yeah.
2: But what are you reading right now?
0: Oh, right now, <laughs> next to my bedstand, you know, a lot of a lot of. Uh, I don't have a current book I am in right now. Um, I spend a lot of time, uh, looking at just different articles and, uh, people. Um, God, I'm trying to think of the last book that I read. Uh, geez, I, can't, uh, off the top of my head, I, 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 can't even tell you. They're probably the last one I'm thinking of that, uh, is educational. Like, yeah. um, oh gosh,
2: uh,
1: you were mentioning one the other week now. I can't even remember what the name it was. You were
2: talking about it at work. I just love the fact I'm sitting with two principals and they're having a really hard time actually reading books. <laughs> yeah. Are we
0: really? Yeah. That's pretty uh, so you like, uh, what do I <laughs> read it right now? We, Can I don't you want, want to blow your spot up there, boys. But <laughs> we, <you know. laughs>
1: we weren't English teachers before we became principals. Fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no no god what was the book i just was i just was reading i know it. i can't remember what you what that's you said a gra- i
0: should probably always know the current book or the last book that i just read so hmm. anyway that's probably what it is that's why i need to get this book because it's that right. instant gratification yeah. i always trying to you know get stuff quick but i got to slow it down a little bit hey uh john what we do is we always introduce our guests with a walk-up song so hmm. What are we going to introduce John Borman to the Two Principles Pod
2: with? I'm, I'm actually excited to see what I John's know. got
0: <laughs> for us here.
2: So, um, so I'm, I don't know if you can tell, I'm from I'm from a different country. Well, I, I thought you were from uh, Kentucky. Yeah, well, <laughs> close. <laughs> no. It's a little more east. <laughs> you have to cross a large body of water. Um, I'm actually I was so I was born and raised just outside of London, England. Okay. Um, and so the the walk up song I'm going to choose because it's it's one of the I I believe it has one of the best openings, basslines, music, musical, whatever you want to call it, to any any song ever. It's the ultimate walk up song in my mind, and it is the opening chords to the riverboat song by Ocean Colour Scene. All
0: right, Here, let's hear it. Let's see if I can.
2: Is this it, John? This is the one, my
0: friend. Well, John, welcome to the Two Principles Pod. We are excited you are here. Thanks for hanging out with us here at the Healthwise Yoga and Wellness Studio. Tell us a little bit about
2: uh, the Riverboat song here. Well, it was um, back in the nineties. It was um, uh, so there. There was. You, did you guys hear Britpop? Mm. Britpop. Britpop. No. It was a, it was a movement. It was a big thing back in the nineties. Um, Oasis, Oasis, yeah. I, I so you had you had two, um, you kind of well you had three uh, bands back in England um, that kind of dominated the the, the early to mid nineties. You had Oasis, Blur, and then Ocean Colour Scene. And you had your different camps, right? You had your Blur camp, and they didn't like the Oasis people, and the Oasis people didn't like the Blur people. I went Ocean Colour Scene just because I thought they had a better lyricist, they had a better vocalist, and I thought their guitar playing was more on point. Now, subsequently, Oasis went over and you know kind of took over the world for a little bit, and Ocean oh, Colour heck? Scene is still just playing gigs in England. So like see, I might have backed the wrong horse on that one. Well,
1: they do have like a good what vibe. Like. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, a, is this a current song or no, is, this, is this from the '90s? This is, old, 90s. Yeah, this this is their
2: first single that they ever released. I like it. So do I. You should delve into their entire back catalogue. You won't be disappointed. All right, so later, on this, afternoon. No, now. No, later on this afternoon, <laughs> I'm going to check it out. That's awesome! I love it. That's I'm a Vince great, with that's,
0: that's
1: a great, great tune. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's check it out. Let's we're going to introduce John here. Gonna <clears> here. I'm going I'm to read a little bit, a uh, little bio that I got from um, um, that I found on the interweb. Oh
0: dear! Oh, yeah. Did you get the rate John? Oh, uh, You're <laughs> going to read something. He's going to be like, "What the hell? That's not me." It's safe.
1: It's from Healthwise. We're good. We're good. So we are excited to have John Borman in the Healthwise Yoga and Wellness Studio today, John. Provides therapy services for teens, adults, couples, and families. Among his areas of expertise are EMDR, infidelity, anxiety, depression, and trauma. John also has extensive experience working with gifted children, adults, and their families, as well as individuals and families living with autism spectrum disorders. John's therapeutic approach to his, or I'm sorry, is to provide support to help others effectively address personal life changes He combines traditional complementary methodologies and current neurological research to offer a highly personalized approach tailored to each person. John is committed to assisting each individual build on their existing strengths to live their best possible life. You got to be a p- smart person to do all that. i was gonna say that sounds awfully that sounds impressive. I must
2: have written that. At that some sounds guy. pretty good. Wow. Brilliance here. <laughs> I'd see that guy. I'd chat with that guy. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So,
1: so for real though, we really do appreciate you you coming in and uh, sitting down with us. I think this is gonna be a blast. Um, and I gotta tell you right <laughs> off the bat, I gotta tell you, you're gonna laugh at this. You watch Ted Lasso. I do. Okay, I'm feeling very at home because <laughs> I'm binging Ted Lasso. We actually, my wife and I just started it over, and and I just I saw so I, I feel I feel the energy of Ted Lasso oh, and, okay. and Richmond wow. and, and oh. all this stuff. Mm. So I'm feeling good. I right. like it.
2: Again, don't want to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I might be let's, the antithesis of Ted Lasso, but yeah. we'll, we'll give it a good yeah. shot. We'll try.
1: Let's yeah. let's uh, you know. It, but it's it's great to learn from other other leaders and, and mental health providers and and uh, so this is going to be a, a joy for us. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's. Uh,
0: so, John, what we do uh, also is we have a random question of the show, and so I'm going to ask you a question. Just to, just to very random, okay? Sure. And uh, you probably heard Kevin and I talking a little bit as you came in, so you might you might have some idea of what this uh, question is. But if you could choose. To be one, I'm going to name five popular superheroes, okay? So you're going to have to choose one of these five popular (laughs) superheroes for a day. (laughs) Which one would you choose and why? Okay, okay, so you're going to have to pick between Superman, Uh Spider-Man, Batman, Iron Man, Mm -hmm. or Ant-Man.
1: He was laughing because when he walked in, we were talking about anime. He's probably like, "What was wrong with these?" So guys? those
0: five, what what superhero <laughs> there would you choose and why? There is only one choice. Okay, it has to be Batman. It's oh. always Batman. Okay, so do you have like? Did you always? Did you follow ba- I mean,
2: Batman? That's it's so it's so. Growing up, I was a massive comic book nerd. Yeah, like, and Batman was my jam. Okay, that was, yeah. Because so, who doesn't want to dress up? Who doesn't want to be yeah. a billionaire well, playboy and by the He's day? got the coolest toys. Right. He does have the cool toys. You yeah. know,
0: Batman had exceptional detective skills, right? Yep. Martial arts expertise, mm-hmm. advanced gadgets, mm-hmm. and he had technology that was ahead of the, ahead of the game. And he had a butler. And that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> and don't forget to butler. Who
2: doesn't want a butler?
0: I know. Right? That's awesome. Well, I'm going to, uh, Kevin, what would you, of those five, what would you I, say? I got to go
1: Batman, too. I mean, that's just because, like you said, I mean, he, he, he had a day job. He was, he was, <laughs> he he got to go to, you know, shindigs and parties. He's both and, going with Batman. And, huh? and, uh, yeah. Definitely. you well, like the butler right? suit and, you know, the cape and just being able. You know i mean th- he can fly but not fly mm-hmm. you know what i mean like very and, technology heavy i like that
2: and the, you know don't get me wrong i mean yes the butler's a big selling piece but i yeah. also like the idea of billionaire playboy by day yeah that, i mean you know yeah you gotta go and beat some people up at night i guess but you know <laughs> i think the day job's pretty freaking cool too yeah I mean, out
1: of those other superheroes yeah. is he the only one that has a I'm trying to think i mean he's got a cave Yeah, so
0: I'll just tell you... Superman's got a change in
1: a... Well,
0: Superman has super strength, flight, uh, heat vision and vulnerability and freeze breath. Spider-Man, who I would have picked Spider-Man. I loved Spider-Man growing up. I loved the... I mean, I was just... I I love it, but Spider-Man's superhuman strength, agility and reflexes, ability to cling to walls. That's what I loved. He could just shoot, boom, and then, you know, he could go... Um, Batman, exceptional, uh, like I said, you already talked about that. Iron Man, genius-level intellect, powered suit with a flight capabilities. He's got a heart problem. Advanced weaponry <laughs> systems. So, I, hey, be, what I got He's got a medical condition, yeah. though. You know, uh, what <laughs> I w- where did I... I have some uh, fun facts about superheroes here. So, um, the term superhero was first used in 1917. But the modern concept was popularized in comic books during the 1930s. The most popular superpowers in comics and movies include flying, super strength, uh, invisibility, telepathy, and the ability to shoot webs. My good old friend Spider-Man. So, Superman was created in 1938. Is often considered the first true superhero, inspiring a wave of comic book heroes to follow. Batman, unlike many other superheroes, does not possess any no. superhuman mm-hmm. abilities. Instead, he relies on his intellect, gadgets, and natural martial arts I skills to fight to, crime. Uh, I think he had. To, I think
1: he had to work the hardest. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's a little fun. That I, you know, this morning when I was checking out those those fun facts about superheroes, it was just like, wow, that, I didn't. You know, I'm always learning something new on the web there. Hmm. So, good. Good. Yeah. so Batman, Batman, Spider-Man, Batman. boom, let's go, let's <laughs> kick this thing All off. Right. Thanks for playing along for the random question of the show. Did you learn
2: something there? Was That just, that well, was random, wasn't it? It, 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 was, it was very random. Um, I, I would say, though, if I had the choice to pick any superhero, well, not even a superhero, if I could choose any comic book character yeah. to be, I wouldn't actually I would choose any of those. Okay. The one I would choose is a guy from, there's a, there's a comic book that was out for about 75 issues, and it was called Preacher, They made a Mm. TV show about it. And his power was he got possessed by the word of God. Oh, my gosh. And so, essentially, whatever he would say, he would have to do. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. The possibilities are endless. (laughs) So, that's what I would have chosen if that had been the option. Batman being a very, very close. That's good. Very cool. Thank you. (laughs) All right.
1: Let's get into some questions. Uh, John, why don't you just very generally tell us a little bit about yourself your background, obviously, True. you're from another area. You already mentioned um,
0: <laughs> not Kentucky, not no, Kentucky. Not you know, where'd Kentucky. you grow
1: up? Where'd you go to school? Um, how'd you end up here? Like, kind of yeah, condense your your story into
2: short few minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was I was born and raised uh, just out just outside of London, England. Um, I, uh, I I enjoyed school. I uh, went to college and studied uh, criminology and psychology. At Middlesex University, um, uh, I came out. I started coming out to the states over uh, during the summer vacations um, and worked at a summer camp out in up in Maine, in South China, Maine, at Friends Camp, um, and I did that for three years. Um, and in my final year, I uh, I met a girl. Um, she was another camper. I mean, not a camper. <laughs> What kind of is hey, uh, wait a second! Hey, real quick. I'll get my oh, coat, yes. gents I'll um, uh, I'll leave now. Um,
1: <laughs> what age level are we talking here? When you were coming over for the, the summer to work? The was one I like, met? You, you, no, 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 no. Like, are we
2: talking like like pre-college, or are we talking? No, uh, yeah, I was. Um, no, I was. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I was I was eighteen. Okay, so this was so like okay, yeah, throughout okay. my college career, college every career, summer I would over come over. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it was a it was a lovely little gig. Um, camp was out in the middle of nowhere in yeah. Maine, and um, so yeah, and I met you know one of my coworkers. We we struck it off and started did the long distance thing for a bit, and ended up getting married. And I um I my my criminology and psychology background meant I would pretty easily transferable skills. So it was like, I'm just going to come over to the States. And she had a scholarships lined up for, um, her schol- her, her college. Okay. Well, not her. Yeah. Her master's. Um, she was already done with college. Um, yeah. And so came over, got married 20 years later, have three kids and a divorce, but you know, still good. Yeah. It's all good.
1: But you spent the last 20 years here in the States. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then I, um, and so I started off as a probation parole officer and did that for five, six years, um, both in Wisconsin and Colorado, which was kind of nice, lived out in Colorado for, for five or six years, I think. Um, and after the birth of our first child, we decided that we needed parental support <laughs> so it was you know mine were an eight hour flight away yeah. and hers were in yeah. wisconsin yeah so we drove yeah. back to wisconsin and um that's where we resided and raised our kids and that's when i decided that i uh didn't want to um be a probation and parole officer anymore <laughs> yeah. um yeah. i was in charge of the uh, uh the child abuse unit mm. Mm. and um coming back from and i i never had a problem with it the entire time i worked there And I came back from paternity leave and I sat down and I remember I had my first intake that day and the guy sat in front of me and um, made excuses as to why he was putting cigarettes out on his child. And at that point, I said, I'm going to have to stop this for a second. I walked into my supervisor's office and I was like, "Um, I can't do this anymore because I'm like this close to putting this guy through a wall. Um, So. I'll go and deal with the DUI dudes and let's have somebody else work the child abuse stuff. Yeah. Right. Because The yeah. whole s- paradigm shifted. Yeah. Having, yeah. Once you have a kid, you can't, well, at least for me anyway, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't work in that realm anymore. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So the
0: emotions that come up with that. Yeah.
2: The stories that mm-hmm. you, pr- I
0: mean, and yeah, mm-hmm. obviously in, in the role that you're doing. Yeah.
2: And it was the weirdest thing because up until that point, it was incredibly easy to compartmentalize. And then you come back and you, and you have this little vessel that you have brought into the world. Yeah. And how could someone possibly do anything terrible to something like that? Yeah. And then you're faced with that day in and day out. And it's just, it didn't, I wouldn't have liked the person I, I would have become, I think if if I had stayed in that Mm. position. So then I decided to look into different avenues and I've always enjoyed talking to people. Um, Learning people's stories I find people fascinating Mm -hmm. and so so what can I do with that kind of interest because that's the other important thing Right. It's like do you go for a job or do you go for a career? Do you go for a calling whatever it might be? Um, And so I really I I got out of my own head. I didn't want a job. I wanted a career Mm -hmm. I wanted something I could be passionate about and so I went kind of all in in the whole therapist realm and so I became a marriage and family therapist. Had to go back to school. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never thought I'd have to do stats ever again. But lo oh, and behold, my gosh. <laughs> you got your stats. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Why? Never you use, haven't used yeah. it in <laughs> right.
0: But hey, I was just having a conversation actually about because uh, my wife she's a therapist too, and um, we were somehow just talking about that because a few people that are uh, wanting to get into this and talking about some of the classes mm-hmm. you have to take and one of those classes that did come up was stats and somebody's like, what, you have to take... Yeah, but I think there's some meaning behind why you take stats if you're going to do some research, if you're going to mm-hmm. write and all that other stuff. But, yeah. yeah, but when you're kind of in your job
2: doing what you're doing, you're probably not using it like that. No. So
1: in your current position, you've been doing this for,
2: for how many years? Um, let's see, I've been... I was... Uh, or how many years 50, Have you been a therapist It has uh, Yeah 15, 16 years 15, 16 years. Yeah It's been a minute As the cool kids say as, yeah. <laughs> It's been yeah. a minute uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, my, my cool kid vernacular Is always like You know Three seasons Behind what's current So Yeah Gotta
1: work in a school man <laughs> You're, <I get> Right <laughs> <Yeah>. apparently <laughs> <laughs> And you were just You are doing a lot Of different oh, crazy yeah. things So Alright Well that's cool That's uh, You've kind of shifted Into that world And, and uh, been doing that Ever since And um Fantastic.
0: What about I know we talked prior getting on here before we mm. get into some other questions but you had a podcast. Right? I did. Yes. You had a
2: podcast for how many years did you have that podcast? About 5 years. Five. My ex-wife and I did a um did a podcast called The Fringy Bit. Yeah. And uh, it was a podcast aimed at um offering support and acceptance to families of um special needs mm. kids and kids on the spectrum, gifted and talented kids. Um yeah, just kind of creating a community of, of support for, for people in those situations because a lot of times it is it's pretty isolating. absolutely. And yeah. so you know um, and, and a lot of times the, the cures to things are, are surrounding yourselves with like-minded people and people that are going to support you and mm-hmm. build you up. Mm-hmm. And so if you can foster that and if you can create that kind of like what you guys are doing. you know if you can create a, a, a community where people are feeling heard, and and seen and accepted. I mean, that's huge. That's yeah. that's what we're all looking for at the Absolutely. end of the day. That's cool.
1: What yeah. year did you start that? Fifteen. Uh, so podcasts were still emerging.
2: Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. It was not looking like this setup. Let me tell yeah. you. You guys have a very nice, very nice setup. Yes, ours was more hodgepodgey, and uh, <laughs> hey, well, duct I just didn't
0: have as many <laughs> options.
1: You know,
2: it yeah. Was just, you well know, that's so. cool
0: and I, I just I love that uh, a what you're doing where you where you you know where you've come from and what's kind of guiding your spirit to to who you are now and I can you know that I just I think that's really cool and to have that podcast that you had mm. what a great outlet and avenue for people to kind of build that community and um, so maybe you can give us some advice as we kind of go through this here of you know what we can do to continually,
2: grow and, and get better mm. cuz
0: you did that for 5 years. We're we're 6 months in here.
2: Yeah. Right? Well, well it, like I said, I mean, you it took us a long time to even get merch and you guys are rocking the the, <laughs> the two principals hats and t-shirts. I mean, seriously, are these available on the website? Uh, we not they should any be. longer. They were. Yeah, um, we might have
0: to put them back on there. We'll have to should. talk to our, we'll have to talk to our, our person that uh, does that. So yeah, maybe we'll do that
2: again. We'll do another. Uh, and see, you guys even have a person that does. we never had a person. You guys have people. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> we have people. Yeah, yeah. Lots of them. Hey, let's, let's,
0: uh, let's just tack uh, uh, you know, the big piece of why we're doing this is really helping people become the best versions of themselves and, sure. every, and how everybody does that differently. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing we've learned on this is that there's no one script to say, hey, this is the way to do it. Because, yeah, there are probably some key pieces sure. to what everybody's doing, but everybody's doing it. But when you think about your overall health, what does a leader in your health and wellness look like to you?
2: That's a really multifaceted <laughs> question, isn't it? <laughs> um and I, I i thought about this one actually um one of the things that i think is is really important in life and and i see a lot of i see a lot of this or a lack of this in the room um balance is so it, it it comes down to really a lack of balance and a lack of self-compassion and acceptance yeah i think if we can get more balance in our lives i think if we can be more accepting of where we're at at this point in our lives wherever that might be um, and then also in conjunction with that self acceptance, that notion of self compassion mm. that you are you are good enough right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, can you strive to be better? Absolutely. Do you know what that might look like? You might have an idea. Do you have a roadmap of how to get there? Mm. Maybe, maybe not. But those are things that we can work on. Those are things that we can extrapolate from the universe and put together and get you to a point where, you know, you're feeling good about you. Because we we all have this, um, uh, we have this idealized image of self a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, and our actualized image of self often doesn't, like, you know, match, match with that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times that is what causes things like, you know, our internal depression and our anxiety and things like. Things like that. And so when we can have that compassion, when we can have that acceptance, where it's like we don't have to be, you know, we don't have to be that perfect version of us because mm-hmm. perfection's a it's, it's a it's a man made concept, right? It's yeah. not it's it doesn't exist. <laughs> Strive for excellency, absolutely. Strive to be better than you were the following you know, the mm-hmm. previous day, yeah, for sure. But, you know, let's let's remove things like perfection, let's remove things like, you know, being this this amazingly awesome thing and, and be you for a bit mm-hmm. because I guarantee you if you're you for a long time and you and you get to know who you are and what you're good at and what you suck at you're you're gonna you're gonna start to elevate yourself and in doing that you're gonna elevate the people around you so focus on you and be be nice to you treat yourself I always tell my clients this: treat yourself as you would treat your best friend in need of help. Because if you look at it like that, right, if, if you ask somebody to take the time to work on themselves, they're going to turn around and they're going to give you a myriad of reasons why they cannot have, why they do not have the time to do that, right? Oh, yeah. I've got baseball practice. I've got to run kids this place. I've got work. It's just crazy. But I'll guarantee you this. If you had a buddy that called you up and was like, I'm in a bad place. I'm hurting. I'm, I'm not a good human, right? You're going to sit on that phone. You're going to meet up with them and you're going to spend the next god knows how many hours days months working with that person to let them you know to have them see themselves as you see them yeah because they're your friend and yet we cannot do that for ourselves Hmm. so if we just sit with that for a second right because we all do that for a friend why don't we do that for us yeah (laughs) that's heavy well, yeah, yeah no, it's not bad for it, that's, it, right? No, that's, <laughs> that's really good. It's so but true. When you
0: think about that, and, and and the way that you you frame that and put that in, you know, with the balance piece, the 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 self acceptance and the, the the compassion piece, um, and I would just say what you're saying there is we're just so critical mm-hmm. of ourselves and we judge ourselves, like yes. you said, and we're always you know look here, but. Just being okay with who you are and doing that doing that inner work. Because we, yeah. we like to talk about it starts with you yep. instead of going outside and looking out at the external stuff. No, just, let's go inside here a little mm-hmm. bit. Let's, It's okay to love yourself. You know what's going to be okay? Yeah. And so i got I, I, really fired good. up. I, I had the goosebumps when he was talking, <laughs> mm-hmm. Kevin. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, is, okay, let's just... John uh, knows I, what he's talking about. <laughs> he does.
2: <laughs> a lot more <laughs> than I do. John may have also just peaked, and so,
0: you know. <laughs> okay. Hey, what about, like, can I just ask you a question? Like, when you're yeah, talking about it. your overall health, and, you know, I loved what you said there about, you know, getting in tune with yourself and having that self-compassion and trying to find the, the balance. What are some of the things that you do to create maybe positive habits in mm-hmm. your life or routines
2: that you have in your life that help you out? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, routine. I think it starts with routine. I think it is routine is so important and it, and and I don't think it was, I think we really saw the importance of routine during COVID when our routines were stripped from us. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I also don't think that we've, we've even like, we've even come close to seeing what the fallout of a two year quarantine is is going to do to us. Yep. Um, Totally agree. I think there's a wave coming at some point and it's not going to be pretty not to be a Debbie downer. um, (laughs) But, um, so establishment of routines are are so important because routines breed familiarity and comfort and that breeds safety. And so, and a routine can be as complex or as simple as you, as you want it to be. All right. I have a routine in the morning. I, um, um, for the longest time, I was I would I'd, if I had an appointment at eight o'clock, I'd I'd wake up at seven forty-five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I need my, however, <laughs> <laughs> so I can just roll out of bed, you know, because we're we now we're remoting, right? Yeah. It's just I can roll out of bed and <laughs> yeah. brush a, brush my hair, stick a toothbrush through my <laughs> mouth, and then all right, I'm good to go. <laughs> um, But that that wasn't good for me, you know. So what I started doing is I would I'm I get up at six o'clock. I um you know I can I can get myself ready I I will take a um my my journal and I'll go sit out on the porch mm-hmm. and I'll I'll have a coffee and I'll kind of situate my day I'll look at what's what what I've got on the calendar what my day's going to look like I'll do a little bit of writing um because that that creativity component is is super important we were talking about balance mm-hmm. a lot of times we we focus on um you know, the academic, if you will, right? Like Mm -hmm. what's the, what's this stuff I have to accomplish today? And, and a lot of that, a lot of that creativity component gets pushed off, especially as we get older. And so in that instance, we're not having a lot of balance in our life. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's all like this, this rote memory, academic, thinky part, as opposed to the creative part right and when you can when you can mesh those when you can force yourselves to do some creativity whatever that might be for you yeah. right it might be journaling it might be painting it might be singing writing poetry i don't know whatever the heck works for you yeah but but do that as well do find time to do that and so i find that when i can take this time in the morning to collect myself to have a think about you know not just what my day from a work perspective is going to look like but you know what are my goals for the day what do i want to accomplish on a sometimes just a mental level you know and then maybe i'll if i've got any time left maybe i'll I'll read a a book and i we were talking about uh, books and stuff and and i think it's i'm one of these people that has like two or three books on the go at any one time Mm -hmm. and usually it's two fiction and then i try and do one
1: Mm -hmm.
2: non-fiction um and again, striving for that balance component. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can start to set yourself, so if you can have balance as kind of a little mantra going on in your head and you can start to set your day up where you can achieve as much balance as possible, you are going to feel different at the end of that day than you would have a day where you didn't do that. Hmm. In my experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That is, yeah, that's, that. I mean,
0: that's what we are always trying to, you know, talk about and have conversations about is that is that balance piece and how can you bring that more mm-hmm. into alignment in your day more often than not yeah and what you're talking about there is you know uh, maybe a tip and a strategy to to do that and i think that's that's very powerful there
1: let me ask you this yeah when someone is striving to try to achieve those things mm-hmm. in your experience i feel like this is my experience but i want to know what, about yours do you find yourself having to say no more often?
2: That's um I didn't say no for the longest time. Okay. I was a very much a yes man. Yeah, okay. I can do that. I can, yep. And you and you put yourself you start to become you start to drop down the pecking order mm-hmm. in your own life until you're somewhat at the bottom. And people will say, well, that's, that's, the, that's the role of a man, that's the role of a father, that's the role of a husband, whatever it might be. You put yourself last. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's part of me that subscribes to that. But I think as I've gotten older, you, you can't do that. You can't be the, effect, the most effective version of you if you're putting everybody else in front of you. Right. There's that. When was the last time you guys were on a plane?
1: I try to never be on a plane, <laughs> um, but it was last year and yeah. that was April. I was I April. <laughs> I,
2: I, was a, April. I was in April, yeah. So when they're doing the safety demonstration, mm-hmm. right? What do they say when it comes to yeah, the masks? Put it on first. You put it on first. anybody yeah, else. Exactly. Yep. Because if you don't, you're the one that's going to pass out. And you're going to be no good to anybody. Mm-hmm. So let's take that, run with it, and let's impl- implement that into our lives, right? You have to feed you because if you don't, you're not good to anybody mm-hmm. and you're certainly not good to yourself. So we have to put ourselves first, and then one of the other things that I think helps me try to do, and I, I'm not perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination. Right, this is not someone sitting here saying, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're talking to a divorce, marriage, and family therapist. Okay, <laughs> let's let's put all the cards on the table. Um, but I find that when I'm able to bookend my day with another kind of just some taking my taking some time for myself. So what I do in the evenings is after. I have three kids. Um and so after, you know, the kind of the kids go to bed, I will take myself back out onto the porch and I will I will do two things. I will listen to music and I will and I will look at Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> but very specific things on Instagram. Yeah. I, I read a I read a study, um oh, I can't remember exactly where it's from. For the purposes of this story, I read a study. Yeah. Got <laughs> it. Yeah. And it was it was equating um uh the the idea of fighting depression with awe like a w e right um, and the, the they they had um, instances of people having fmri's right so so brain scans while they're being shown images of of beauty you know like Grand Canyon like sure. the, the Hubble Space Telescope um, you know, the, the, the entirety of our known universe, right. And they're seeing things fire in these people's brains, areas that don't usually fire, right. Or like under very specific circumstances. And it's like the more I think, and I don't know if I'm just getting old and romantic, but it's like, I think as you get older, the more you can expose yourself to like awe and wonder and beauty, mm-hmm. It's nothing, it's a good thing, mm. right? It's not a bad thing. And so I try and in my days with like, you know, on Instagram, looking at, um, you know, uh, poetry or like beautiful phrases and things like that. It's just, yeah. you know, you, you deal with some shit during the day and it yeah. can be very dark and heavy. Mm-hmm. And so bring some light into your world, right? Listen to your favorite music, find new music, mm-hmm. find something that speaks to you, find words and verses that resonate with your soul and and embrace that.
1: The word that's coming to my mind, John, when you're speaking about this is find a way to feel inspired. Yes. And if you can end your day feeling inspired, yes. feeling a touch of inspiration, yes. whether that's emotionally, spiritually, uh, communally, like whatever that might be, mm-hmm. man, that's a good way to end your day.
2: Absolutely. Right?
1: That's that's a good strategy. Yes. I like that. Thanks, nice, man. And it's, I love like no, that it is. a lot. <laughs> yeah, from the
0: way you start your day to the end. But I think the other thing is you're very intentional. Right, you are making this. Yeah, you know, it's not just uh, you know this haphazard thing. You mm-hmm. you
2: spent some time on this, but you're intentional about it. In- intentionality is the key. I mean, you have to be intentional. I, you, we get one shot at this right now. We might have other lives. We might have other universes. Right? Who knows? I hope I kind of the romantic in me hopes we do. You know? Yeah. But you. <sighs> if we are not intentional about living our best life and what that might be, right? I mean, I work a lot with people that are in horrible, shitty relationships, right? And it's like, well, I'll just, I'm just going to stay in it just because it's, you know, it's what we do. It'll be really, you know, it'll be really difficult to get a divorce. <laughs> it's like, okay, difficult, not impossible. Yeah, <laughs> It's like you can, you have to live the life you deserve and and strive to do that mm-hmm. you know and so yeah you need to be intentional about that you get one shot like you said you do want shot. you get one shot let's, let's yeah figure it out to work. do you mm. want to be laying on your deathbed with regrets no no exactly
1: you don't right Oh, I'm inspired. I know. I've got a million questions going through my head. None of them are on our our guide here. But well, just go ahead. <laughs> you fine, go off. Fine. We'll go yeah, off we, of this. We yeah. can go rogue. Right yeah. yeah. We'll 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 shift into the next area. You know, another big topic that we talk about is is mental health. Um, you know, in in our profession, we really are trying to change the paradigm and change the sure. the mindset of, around mental health, um, both with with students mm-hmm. um and, as well as staff and we want it to become more okay to talk about that's mm-hmm. that's kind of one of our big goals so big general question here but just <laughs> mental health what what does it mean to you <laughs> what what is your what is your relationship with the gem. concept of <laughs> mental health <laughs> okay we could okay. wow okay yeah i know it's a broad question but everyone has a different relationship with it yeah with that
2: idea um Mm. Wow, there's so many ways you could go with that one Um, Excuse me Yes (laughs) Oh, that wasn't a yes or no question (laughs) Oh, shit, sorry Um, I I agree Um, (laughs) I think... Okay, yeah, so, you know, do you want a multiple choice question here? <laughs> I mean, we can give you one of those too. <laughs> Just kid, I'll kidding. I'll try, John. I'll try and muddle my way <laughs> no, through this one. Uh, <laughs> I know
0: you have something in you that you're going to share. Yeah. So I
2: think that, um, obviously mental health means a lot to different, different people. I think it's I, not to sound like a broken record, but I think it comes back to that self compassion and that, um, you know, that the, 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 um, shoot, what was the word? You were using it a lot. Um, <laughs> Intentional intention, not, yeah, yes. intention. Yes. Yeah. So self-compassion, intentionality, um, uh, balance, mm-hmm. you know, and then also just acceptance. Um, I think the, okay. So I, um, I was at a training years and years ago and it, in my profession, it is, is very female dominated. Right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's you don't have a lot of dude therapists out there. You do, but not in not when you compare yeah. it to the amount of yeah. women that are doing this job. Um, and I was at I was at a training, and we broke off into these uh these little kind of breakout groups, and we were talking about and then, uh, we were talking about children, right? And what's the most important thing for a child? And the facilitator went around the room and she was like, well, what do you, what do you, you know, do we have people with children in, in the room? Pretty much everyone in the room had a kid. And she's like, well, what's, what's the one thing you want for your child? And the first person asked, well, I want them to be happy. And the second person, I want them to be happy. And the third person, I want them to, gets to me, the only guy in the group, mm. uh, I'm going to pass on happiness. I'm going to go content. I want them to be content. Mm. And I, they looked at me like, well, why don't you want them to be happy? You horrible man! <laughs> I was like, "Well, okay, because because happiness is happiness usually is contingent on something, mm-hmm. right? Oh, something happened and it made me happy, mm-hmm. right? This pretty girl smiled at me and it made me happy, right? Okay, great, but that's not sustainable, and it's and it's contingent on a third party, if you will, right? Either a person, place, event, whatever it might be. Contentment, well, that that comes from within. That is, that's all you, baby." So if you can if you can strive for contentment and get contentment on a somewhat regular basis, your mental health's golden. But also with the understanding that we are going to be inflicted, every one of us at some point is going to get impacted by some some pretty significant mental health stuff. Whether it's you directly, a loved one, a family member, we're all going to go through life and experience, you know, parts where we're feeling sad. Maybe we're depressed. Right, we're all going to go through times when we feel incredibly worried. Maybe that's anxiety. Mm-hmm. We're all going to experience this stuff, so accept it when it comes. Understand that it's not forever. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't it? In some instances, yes, we have chronic conditions. Absolutely, sure. but for the most part, if we accept it for what it is, we can start to build a roadmap to help pull ourselves out of it. And that maybe you can do that on your own. A lot of times, I would highly recommend seeking out the services of a knowledgeable third party that mm-hmm. you can sit with and talk about stuff that's going in on in your world and get a different perspective. You know, my job is never to fix people. My job is to ask the questions that cause them to answer them, the questions within themselves mm-hmm. that bring them the peace and the resolution or the tools. Well, I can help with tools, but the the game plan of how they're gonna get to where they want to be because we all can you just need a good roadmap
1: let me ask and this might be a silly question but in, no and silly question i'm sure there's a multitude of answers dependent upon certain situations but how does somebody know when it's time for that
2: time to go talk to yeah, somebody yeah okay
1: because um, you just mentioned i mean everyone's you know you're going to feel sad at times you're going to be anxious at mm-hmm. times you're going to you're going to have those things i mean we're constantly in this life of trying to get back to homeostasis right yep absolutely how do i know hey it's it's time mm. i need to, i need to talk to somebody
2: two weeks tell me more so if you're dealing with some if you're dealing with a level of mental distress in whatever realm yeah right i would say if that's been going on for two weeks or more pretty consistently more often than not in any given week you're feeling down or you're feeling worried or whatever it might be at that point, go talk to somebody. Okay.
1: Does it also need to be coupled with um, significantly impairing my ability to fulfill my normal life duties? Well, see, we or, don't want it to get there. Okay. A Okay. That's the uh, problem a lot of people make, right? I so fell into the trap right you there. You did. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. yeah I did no, the that was good therapist-y. because that's what I was thinking in my mind. I'm like... Well, if I'm if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling depressed, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to work, I'm, I'm still yeah. you know spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm good. Maybe maybe it'll pass. But well, it will pass
2: at some point. Yeah. But if you go to talk to someone, I'll bet you this it'll pass a hell of a lot quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's good. It's so we want to and and that and I think that's it, this is a very cultural thing. I think that we want okay. So in this society, we put so much pressure on what we can produce, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times our worth is tied into what we produce, which is an absolute fallacy. It's you have worth just because you exist. But we have this notion in our head that we're only worth something if we are doing something. And so the thought of, you know, having something impact us to the point where we can't do something anymore or it's going to impede our our ability to produce, well, that's going to ramp up our own anxiety and depression anyway. Mm -hmm. Right now we're going to be on a slippery freaking slope and everything's going to get worse. And then you're going to, what happens at that point is we internalize and we kind of pull back and we pull away from our support systems and then everything gets worse. Mm -hmm. Whereas if two or three weeks we've been feeling a little bit, "Mm, I don't feel kind of right. We've made a phone call. You'd had a chat. We'd have a sit down, talk some things through we get a little different perspective. Hmm. And that can pull us out a lot of the times. So, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was gonna say,
0: um, you know, when I'm hearing you talk about this, and this is what's been kind of resonating with me over the last month or so, is that we are talking about mental health and we can talk about people struggling with, you know, depression, anxiety, and all that stuff. And we can say it's part of our being and we're gonna go through that. And what, what I'm hearing you say, and this is where I'm c- kind of getting at too, is that you can, you can sit with it, but at the same time, and you can say, well, it's part of my being, it's part of who I am. But at, at some point you got to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go find somebody. You got to go, if it's talking to somebody or saying, mm-hmm. I got to, I got I to gotta go inward here. I got to figure this out. I yep. can't just, I can't just say, oh, you know what? I'm just, this is the way that I feel. And oh, no, I can't do anything about it. Bullshit.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: The analogy yeah. that came into my head was so basically what you're telling me is if I hear a rattle, consistent rattle in my car for two weeks, don't wait for the transmission to fall out. Exactly. Because you would do go that. Go get it checked out. You
2: would right. you, The second your check engine light yeah. comes on. You right? go get it looked at. You go get it looked at. Yeah. It's like we said about, you know, being the, the, you know, treating yourself like you would treat your best friend in need of of help. You treat your car better than you treat <laughs> you. Pay
1: attention to the check engine light. That's messed up, up,
2: right? That's <laughs> Go back. Yeah,
1: to
0: me, it's that that part of just like love yourself. Yeah, get inside yourself. Love yourself. Figure that out. Battle for you.
2: Yeah. Go through that exactly. Don't
1: sit there with that.
2: Do it for you because everybody else is doing it for them. Do it for you. Yeah.
1: Are there any are there any trends? Uh, I don't know if there are trends in mental health in your in your world. Are there any trends yeah. that are happening right now? Maybe maybe as a result of coming out of the pandemic. I, um,
2: well, I think I think people are more apt to talk about it now. Okay. Um, I I don't think we're at the point where the stigma has completely disappeared, but yeah. I I hope that that day is soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like I said, if we live on a planet of 8 billion people mm-hmm. right one in 8 of us are going to be <laughs> are going to be a direct you know we are going to have a direct relationship with some kind of mental health issue at some point in our lives yeah. on a direct basis that's not including it impacting loved ones and sure. like our extended network as it were um yeah we it's we're all going to experience it yeah um so one of the trends um so one of the one of the things I do a lot of is uh, EMDR. It stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing, and that is um, when it comes to when it comes to trauma and treating trauma. That is hands down. Well, again, you stick five therapists in a room, and say, "What's the best modality <laughs> yeah. to treat trauma?" and they're all going to throw different ones out. Right, Yeah, but take it from me, EMDR is the best one. <laughs> okay, anybody else say anything, they don't know shit. <laughs> No offense, you, you, yeah. your, your Mrs. is a, <laughs> is a therapist. Sorry,
0: no. And, and we've talked about EMDR, and she so, but and then there's the somatic. There's a somatic part. Somatic of it, experience, yeah, somatic, yep. So there's there's all sorts of stuff. But tell tell us
2: tell the listeners a little bit about uh, EMDR. Okay, um, so EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Essentially, what it does is it replicates REM sleep through bilateral stimulation to process through instances of trauma because the brain can be very shitty sometimes and will not process trauma like it processes everything else. Um, And there's a, there's a myriad of other things that that go along with, with trauma. Um, And so trauma is such a difficult thing to treat because not only do we experience the traumatic event, we experience the emotional resonance of said trauma, but then, and this is what really sucks we create our subconscious creates a maladaptive belief system about us as a result of that trauma. (laughs) So let's say that you experienced your first trauma when you were young, Mm -hmm. right? Like maybe in your formative years, let's say that you were, you were, you were physically abused, right? Wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that your maladaptive belief system now becomes, I am unlovable. Right? because mm-hmm. if I was lovable this wouldn't be happening to me and that's all your five-year-old brain can kind of like extrapolate at that point well that now colors every single interaction you have going forward I am unlovable and that's how you relate yourself to the world so everything that happens from that point on goes to underline that you don't pick you don't get picked first at sports right underlines that no one dates you or, no, you know, girls break up with you, underlines that. the one Now, the ones that do stick with you, well, we've got to hold on to them with both hands because, you know, this is the one person in the world that's going to love me mm. because nobody else does because I'm unlovable. Well, you don't have to live your life like that. That's a maladaptive belief system that was created by a trauma. So when we start to use EMDR, we start to process through that trauma. Not only does the trauma get processed, but we start to rip up that maladaptive belief system at the root, which is why... I often get calls or emails from the spouses of people I'm doing therapy with. And they're like, well, what What have you done to my wife? What have you done to my husband? They're a different person. I'm like, well, they're not a different person. You've just been used to dealing with someone that is going to, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're dealing with a person that is, is is so still entrenched in their trauma that now they're not. They're not putting up with the same kind of shit they used to. Mm-hmm. Are, are, you, are you maybe you're going to get to this yeah, talk no. to me about the actual process oh the pro- okay because i'm i'm so intrigued by this okay um have you ever seen um i highly recommend you do this um on youtube uh, google or youtube um people in rem sleep okay okay um you'll see people in various states of unconsciousness but their eyes are going backwards and forwards incredibly fast under their lids and what's that, what that is doing is that's um, that's connecting the two hemispheres of the brain. And that's what we believe is like downloading everything at night, which is why sleep is so important, Yeah. right? If you don't get your sleep, well, you're not getting your physical rest, but you're also not allowing yourself to get into that REM sleep and that REM state, which is actually processing through what needs to be processed through that for that day, right? You, you, you'll feel this. When you wake up in the morning after you've had shitty sleep, not only do you feel physically tired, but you feel mentally tired. Mm-hmm. And you'll film that mental exhaustion because you are still carrying around with you everything that should have been downloaded from the previous day. And it's not like your sensory input's gonna stop, right? It's not like we can pause it. Yeah. You're still getting dumped on for the rest. Now you have two days worth of crap that you have to <laughs> go through. So, what happens when we experience a traumatic event? Let's say we experience a traumatic event at two o'clock, right? Yeah. When you go to sleep that night, your brain will go through and process everything up until that two o'clock incident. And it'll just be like, "Mm, yeah, this is outside my pay grade. I'm just going to push this off to one side. Mm -hmm. And there it sits because it's like, I'll get to it later. You guys seem incredibly like on it kind of guys that just, you know, take care of business left, right and center. (laughs) I'm not that kind of guy. So, you know, when I say I'll get to it later, there's a really good chance later might be like 12 months. (laughs) Yeah. If you're lucky. (laughs) And at that point, it's just sitting there. And. So that event, that maladaptive belief system, all that, that whole little bundle of fun is sitting in our brain and it's starting to leak. I refer to it as bin juice. Do you ever, you have a, you have a, you have a trash can in your kitchen. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. You ever notice that every once in a while, when you, when you pull that bag out, there might be some little, some brown liquid in the bottom. You're like, how the hell did that get there? I don't pour brown liquid into my trash can, but it's there. It's bin juice. And that's what's happening in your head. When we have a traumatic event that doesn't get processed through and it starts to seep into the rest of your, 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 your day, your week, your month, your year. I sound like the Friends <laughs> <laughs> So <song. laughs> I'll be there for you. Um, but, um, so then what EMDR does is using bilateral stimulation, which is essentially, um, it can be as simple as me. I know this is a podcast and people can't see this, but it's essentially me waving my hands backwards and forwards in front of your eyes right to have your eyes track it and we also use therotappers, which send alternating pulses Mm. through your hands Mm -hmm. um we can do knee tapping um there's a light bars you can use that we actually there's a light that goes from left to right you do that you have the person focus on the on the event and and the and that's when the magic starts. And to happen. this is
1: over periods of time. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a twenty-minute yeah, session. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, boom, no, no, healed. no, no, not that. So, what's interesting to me? Go ahead. No, you go. I yeah. was just going to say, what's interesting to me is is the way you explained the you know if you had a trauma, traumatic event at two o'clock, mm-hmm. and your brain you know, pushed aside. But if that's been happening for years, uh-huh. yeah, and you are not addressing <laughs> the right. bin juice, uh huh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. It, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I've been addressing the bin juice, Jason. So, hey, so well, this no, and
0: especially in <laughs> some of the stuff that, you know, you deal with on a day-to-day basis, right? How do you process that? And there, and there are strategies and there are ways you can do that. And that's what Jonathan is saying. But how can we do a better job of going back to ourselves... And taking care, you know, and mm-hmm. taking care of that. And what, what are those things that
2: we can do? So one of the things that I, I, uh, I work. So two things, this is how you can tell, well, this is an unscientific way to tell if you've got a little bit of unprocessed trauma knocking around, right? Okay. We'll do this little exercise right okay. now. The listeners Perfect. can do it too. <laughs> I want you to think about what you had for lunch yesterday. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, right? Yep. You got it? Yep, I got it. You got it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't you close your eyes and just imagine eating that sandwich, whatever it might have been, right? You could probably tell, you you probably know exactly what it was. Maybe you can remember how it tasted. Maybe you can remember how you felt, that you kind of satiated the, 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 the feeling of hunger. Okay. All right. Now what I want you to do is focus on a part of your life or an event that could be considered traumatic. I'll guarantee you this. If you got some unprocessed trauma, your body just felt a little different. Yep. Your shoulders may have constricted a little bit. You might have felt your heart rate just increase a little bit, maybe a little bit of tightness in the chest. There might have been a physical response. And that is because you remembered the sandwich but you re-experienced the trauma (laughs) and if you've processed something you no longer re-experience it Hmm. does that make sense it makes
1: complete sense so there we go if i've processed it i've dealt with it exactly i've downloaded it i've i've worked through it Mm i'm 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 good with it yep but if I haven't dealt with it, it's gonna come back Still and it's there. gonna it's gonna cause that that physiological response. That's
2: exactly it.
0: <clears throat>
1: what hmm. when I think of that, what
0: what pops into my mind, a couple things that have just popped into my mind about maybe some things that I could maybe do and I try to do and I think I can always get better at mm-hmm. is the whole the whole thing with meditation and the powerful Mm. impacts of that's what came to me meditation and then the journaling aspect of Mm. things and then you obviously obviously have the talking as you know the but what's your experience with meditation and and journaling and how can that help maybe maybe that's not going to be the end-all be-all but how can that help maybe transform the, the brain there and help process some things
2: no that's a really good question um so a lot of times i run into people that are that are They have a really weird convoluted idea of what meditation is. Mm -hmm. They're like, I can't, I couldn't do meditation. You have to be like, you know, you you have to empty your mind of thoughts and you have to be incredibly zen and I just can't do that. Well, all meditation is, is existing in the moment without judgment. Right, the 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 idea mm-hmm. that you're going to sit there and not have any thoughts come into your head. I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> bullshit, right there. That's not going to fucking happen, right? <laughs> the thing mm. is, you choose what you can focus on. Right, you're going to mm-hmm. have a thought that comes in. We'll just swipe right on that bad boy. Go back to yeah. You know, that, that that's why that's why meditation and breathing are so so intertwined because you can always go back to focusing on your breathing. So when I work, I I do this with kids all the time. We do do square breathing, right? You guys are familiar with square breathing. You just imagine a square in your head and you just take a breath in and you're connecting all the sides of the square. And then once you've made the square, you breathe out again and you erase the sides of the square. Or you Mm. can do it however you want to do it. But what that does is it gets you focusing on breathing. Well, if you're focusing on breathing, you can't think of anything else. Right. Because that's the way the brain works. (laughs) Yeah. So you can, if you notice, oh, these thoughts are coming in. Okay. It means you've, you've taken your foot off the breathing focus. So just, just transition yourself back. And again, without judgment, Mm -hmm. you don't have to beat yourself up because you, you had a thought while you were meditating. Okay, great. You're all going to have thoughts. Yeah. Take another breath. Yeah. And get back back. to it. Yeah. Yeah. But what, but what that, that does is it brings you what you just said about the meditation and the journaling that connects you back to you again, right? Because it's all about you, it's something you are doing purely for you. Mm-hmm. Journaling and breathing, oh, breathing <laughs> <laughs> that's very important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but journaling and meditation, that's you could argue that's one of the most selfish things you can do, yeah, because it's purely for you. Mm-hmm. Now, as a byproduct, it might make you a better human, mm-hmm. right? Which means you're going to be sure a better person to be around, right? but really you are looking after you at that point. So, yeah,
0: I love it. Hey, can I, um, the other thing that pops in my head and spending more time on and reading about and is just the, the word gratitude Mm. and the immense powerful impact gratitude Mm -hmm. can have. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say about that? I'd like to, you know,
2: I mean I think for us to entertain the notion of gratitude, we have to also entertain the notion that we we are humble. And I think a lot of times people have lost the ability to be humble. Hmm. I think we always we always think that we're in a position where we need to know everything. We need to be able to be everything. We need to be that guy. Well, no, you don't have to be. <laughs> you can you can have that as a goal. You can strive to be that guy. But I would think you know, that guy, that that idealized image of 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 that person, that person is a humble person. Mm-hmm. And so um when we can expi- when we can express gratitude, we, we can understand what we have to be thankful for it means that we're putting ourselves out of ourselves and we are we are we're looking at at the bigger picture you know what are we thankful for what are we grateful for and recognizing that and and being authentic in the acknowledgement of that you know we we're, we're truly accepting that this is i am i am not the be all and end all i i am thankful for this i am i'm and i'm humble enough to know that you know this th- these beautiful things out there that that can be obtainable
0: mhm
2: and and I'm thankful for that I'm thankful that they exist I Acknowledge- I guess it's 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 being in touch with yourself more mm-hmm. you know I I do this thing with clients sometimes especially men we have a really hard time with this um I yeah uh, <laughs> we talk we talk about emotions because a lot of guys their emotional vocabulary is is very very stunted, right? <laughs> so I do a little thing. I'll um, uh, I hand out, I'll hand out a post it night and I'll be like, "All right, write down three emotions." I uh, say, so "I'm going to write down three emotions," and I'll guarantee you that my three emotions are the exact same emotions that you're going to write down. <laughs> and they write, "All right, what what emotions?" I'm going to
1: guess one's anger. Uh huh. One's probably um, uh happiness uh-huh. and one happy, yeah. is probably um like anxious or nervous or Close. worried yep.
2: happy Stress. sad mad oh mad oh just a little psa <laughs> there's more emotions out there <laughs> than happy sad and mad <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, it's uh, easy to keep uh, track of right. them though if you it's, only got three right. <laughs> <laughs> But but I think when we, as as men, because I think women do a phenomenally better job of this, than men do. When we can when we can check in with ourselves, and we can understand what it what emotions we're experiencing at any given time, that goes a long way to kind of doing what what you said. You know, get you back in touch with yourself, because mm-hmm. that's really. I mean, a lot of times our problems in our, in our life exist because we are, we are responding to things not as our hundred percent authentic self, mm, yeah. you know, it's like, well, maybe you, maybe I've had such a terrible day. You're only getting 70% of me. Well, okay. But that 70% is, if you're not in touch with your 70%, that's, that's, that's not good. Right, <laughs> you're not you're not being the best version of you you can be. You can still be operating at fifty percent, sixty percent, seventy percent, and as long as you're feeling in touch with yourself, you're you're going to be. You know, you're going to have good responses. You're going to be more um, more intentional. You're going to give things the the gravitas that they deserve when you're when you're when you're factoring through that stuff in in your mind. Um, so yeah, it's about being being intentional about connecting with you.
0: <laughs>
2: love it. Love it. <clears throat> um, let's,
0: let's kind of switch gears, but sure. obviously we're going to, I think it's all going to be about emotions and energy and, and staying. I love what you're talking. You've started it out with just balance and, and, and self-awareness and, and self-compassion and all that stuff. But how I'm going to go into the topic of social media And how that can really throw somebody way off the mofo. Right. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, you probably got some stories here to tell us, but let's just talk about John. Are you, first of all, are you staying, are you on social media? Do you stay up to date uh, on it? And then let's talk about the, the addiction to it and Mm -hmm. uh,
2: that part of it. And maybe tell us a little bit about that. Um, Yeah, I think social, social media is kind of necessary evil. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not going to get rid of it, right? It's, it's here to stay and in, in it's various different iterations that it may be down the road. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, like anything, you, you have good parts of it and you have bad parts of it. I sit down every night and I try and look at the good parts. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Now
2: I also have a fully formed prefrontal cortex, which means I should be able to understand that there's cause and effect. And you know, if I expose myself too much to this kind of stuff, it's going to impact how I'm thinking about certain things Kids don't have that. And so, you know, yes, there probably needs to be some kind of regulation from a parent um, about what their kids are watching. I do think the word addiction gets thrown out a lot Mm -hmm. and incredibly liberally. um, Kind of like narcissist. Yeah. Um, You know, we talk about, oh, this person, you know, this person really likes looking at their phone. They must be addicted. Well, if we're gonna look at diagnostic criteria for addiction, I mean there's right. there's a fair few steps to that Abs- bad boy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. yeah. Know, just like with a narcissist. I remember sitting in a, a previous clinic I worked at, um, we would we'd have um, we well, have so many meetings <laughs> <laughs> on a weekly basis. It blew my mind. Um, but in a lot of you know, more often than not, someone would throw well that that person's clearly a narcissist. And I'm sitting in a room with, like, you know, trained, licensed <laughs> clinicians. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? Do you know how difficult it is to diagnose someone with, like, narcissistic personality disorder? And you're just throwing that out? You're contributing to the problem there, my friend. <laughs> so I think for we, we have to kind of watch our vernacular mm-hmm. right, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because no parent wants to hear your child might be addicted to something. What's probably happening is, you know, we're we're in that um instant gratification society and social media hits that mm-hmm. you know i want i want a 30 second clip that's going to make me feel that i'm going to laugh at right or it's going to mm-hmm. make me feel good and i'm going go, and you're just chasing that dopamine yeah and and like anything balance again not to sound like a broken record but you know balance that shit yeah um and and from from a parental perspective i see a lot of i think if parents educate themselves more about social media about what their kids you know ask you what what are your kids looking at i do that with mike you know i mean mm-hmm. The other night, my my daughter and I were sitting on the couch talking. We had we had an episode of Bob's Burgers going on. We were talking <laughs> best show on TV, yeah, by the way. Bob's Burgers, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and talking, and we were sending out each other Insta reels. Then, so we were like multitasking, like, and it was it was awesome because like I know what she looks at. Yeah, I know what she likes. Mike, I've always had a rule with the kids. It's like you know, um, I'm not gonna. I've bought you a phone. I'm not going to go through and look at, um, you know, if you've got like a diary on there or something, I'm not going to look at that, but I'm sure as heck going to look at your fucking search history. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. right. (laughs) And it's, gonna and and we're going to talk about it, Mm -hmm. right? I don't, and I also understand you might go out and you might look at some nefarious shit. Yeah. But, okay, let's talk about that. Right. What are you looking for? A lot of times parents, they're so fearful of the bad thing that's going to happen, right? If I, if, I don't, if I don't monitor this person 24-7, 365, bad shit's going to happen. Okay. But at some point you have to take a step back and you have to be like, you know what? Where's my parenting in all of this? What did, you know, I, you are, as a parent, you are the biggest influence mm-hmm. on your kids. And I think we get that screwed up. Well, little Jimmy in classes has more of an influence on little Billy than I do. Well, yeah, if you've set up that dynamic your entire freaking life, of course he does. Yeah. But if you become an invested parent, an engaged parent, little Billy ain't going to have shit mm-hmm. on you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. You're gonna <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So start to trust yourself as a parent. Start to get to know your kids. I, I asked uh, when I have parents come in. I asked, you know, what kind of music does your kid listen to? What's your kid's favorite movie? What's your kid's favorite author? It's amazing how many parents don't know the don't answers know. to those questions. Yeah. And that's not to guilt or shame a parent, but it just, it shows the level of disconnect. Sure. Right. And in my head, I'm like, how can you have someone in your life that you love that much mm-hmm. and yet be so disconnected on a certain level? Yeah. And that's kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. Yeah. If you were trying to date somebody, right, again, not to do another car analogy, but if you're like, if you're wanting to date, think about when you first met your your, the people mm-hmm. that ultimately yeah. became your wives, right? Yeah. You wanted to know every single thing about them. Yeah. All right. What their entire childhood was like, like what, you know, the first love they had, who they crushed on, what yeah. what their favorite song is. And there was probably a time when you knew all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know that stuff now? I'd
1: say for the most part, but good for <laughs> you, you know, man. You know,
2: no, I,
0: I would <laughs> say too. We ta- yeah, my wife, we talk about music, we talk good. about all that kind of stuff all the time. And those are the things that uh, I think as, as we've gotten, as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I've been more intentional yep. and better at, um, not to say that I'm perfect, but I, that's just something that, yeah, you have those conversations and to learn a little bit more and find out what it is. That's the important piece I think I'm hearing mm-hmm. is, I'm hearing two things. One is you got to go inside and you got to, you got to, uh, you know, have that self-awareness, that, that self-acceptance of, of who you are. Um, and self-compassion. but then at the same time those relationships with others, what are you doing to and especially if it's your kids or your, your spouse, what are you doing to find out about them and what what excites them and what makes them go? Because mm-hmm. when you can have
2: that mm-hmm. there's that, there's that connection yeah As human beings, at a base level, we want to feel connected and we want to feel relevant. Mm. If you are able, To help another, if you were able to facilitate that in another person in relation to you, you're golden. So, you know, if you can make someone feel relevant, if you can make someone feel connected. That. That is going to that's the silver bullet right there. Hmm. And it works with a spouse. It works with a child. It works with a colleague. Anyone. It was a great. There was a great book I read. Um. (laughs) <laughs> for the purposes of this story. <laughs> but it was, it was the, the, it was like a White House photographer and um, they were doing, and, and they had served under, I think it was like four presidents. And one of the takeaways I had was, he goes, regardless of politics, regardless what you might have thought about that individual that held that high office, they, all of them, to a person, had an innate ability to make you feel like you were the only person mm. in that room when they were talking to you. Mm. Connected, relevant so if it works for the the holders of the highest office then we could probably do it yeah and we could probably do it better because we have less stress (laughs) that's true that's true
1: all right moving on um another big topic we talk about is work-life balance Mm. we feel like at least in our profession in in the educational world and the leadership and the principalship we think that that's a real challenge for people in our position to yeah. experience because you know, the, for us the school day ends, but the school day doesn't end. Right. Yep. <laughs> I mean it ends, mm-hmm. um, but there's stuff happening outside of the school day that is going to directly impact our day Yeah. the following day. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to walk into something that happened in the community the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, generally speaking, I think a consensus for people in our profession to, um, really to try to always be on, so to speak, Mm -hmm. might be different in other professions, obviously. I mean, every profession is different, but, but for you, how do you, how do you tackle work-life balance? Yeah.
2: Um, so speaking, speaking to what you said, um, work-life balance is so important. Um, When I worked probation parole in Colorado, I had a colleague who was part of the victim advocacy program. And so day in and day out, she spent working with victims of crime and not just like, you know, we're talking some pretty hardcore stuff. And uh, I remember talking to her at one point. I was like, what do you do? Like, how do you decompress? Like, what do you, what do you do for fun? What do you do on your off hours? And she said, she volunteered. (laughs) <laughs> at a suicide hotline Oh my, gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just Whoa. like Okay, so right there, classic example of zero work life balance. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is that's not what we want. Um and she she was feeling, you know, she was she was finding she was burning out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And guess that's what happens. If yeah. you don't have that balance, you will burn out, right? It's biology. It's, yeah. <laughs> you can have the best therapy in the world, but at some point your body's gonna be like, um, no. Yeah. Uh, so, again, comes down to intentionality. What do you need to do to make that break from work and home life? Because you, yes, you are you. You have a responsibility to your students. You have a responsibility to your employees. All that, all that stuff. But you also have a responsibility to your parents and your no, parents, your your spouse, your kids, maybe your parents yeah, as maybe well. maybe your right? parents. Yeah, right. And you. You have to and I think that's where the communication part comes in, especially with a spouse right it's like they they know the job you have mm-hmm. they know the kind of human you are mm-hmm. they know what you kind of gravitate towards, and you know the, you if you're going to be on all the time work with them to look at what what a work life balance might might be maybe it is you know you you get home and you you turn that phone off and you are. For the next X amount of hours. You're done. You know maybe it's you need to. Um, it's 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 taking some time to. You know read a book. Play a video game. Go for a run. Something that is going to benefit you. That's then going to ultimately. Benefit the rest of your family. Sure. The rest of your people. Um, and. And oftentimes I, I go back to, like, what did I used to enjoy? What are things that I I I've took comfort and pleasure in that I don't do anymore? And start to fold that back into your to your routines. A lot of times people say, well, I don't, you know, I'm, 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 my work-life balance is fine. What well, what do you do when you're not working then? Mm-hmm. A lot of times people don't have a great, well, I hang out with the family. Okay, great, because that's never a source of... <laughs> stress and depression and anxiety and the inherent urge to just run really far in certain directions and never come back i jest it's great
0: what do you say what, what do you say to the the person that will say um i just don't have time i'm too busy mm. i'm too busy i don't have time here there's too much there's just too much I say, what do you say to that? What do you say to that person? Cause that, that's, that's a lot. That's a very common response. Yeah. I'm just yeah. too busy. I don't have enough time.
2: Mm-hmm. I usually say something like how, how long have you been able to just throw up roadblocks to, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to to prevent you from, from actually l- living the life that you should be living, right? right. Because Someone that turns around and says, you know, kind of just cuts off something like that and says, well, I just have no time. Well, well you do. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to prioritize certain things right now. Right. If you had a mindset shift, you could prioritize something else. And then, whoa, magically you have the time. We all have 24 hours in a day. You choose what you're going to do with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, the, or the constant spin of.
2: Oh, I'm just,
0: I'm just too tired. I don't have time. I just go out. You know this constant thing. But what you what you said is you're gonna have to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, I don't know, look in the mirror. Look at yourself. Whatever. Get off for a second. Be intentional about it. Figure it out. Figure what what that mm-hmm. is you're gonna need and start doing it because that's the yeah. piece where people it, can get stuck on and that mm-hmm. that's the negativity yeah. of all that cycle.
1: And and to be you know fair, I think there's also another layer potentially that impacts this this topic of you know the the type of job you do the the culture of the organization your direct boss your you you know what i mean there's Mm -hmm. other
2: layers for sure one of my favorite quotes though is um if you do it it'll get done (laughs) (laughs) it's a great quote (laughs) so yeah that is a good one i like (laughs) you do it it'll get done (laughs) done. and that it's I don't know if it. So, the next one I have with that, the next quote that I usually throw out after that one is, um, "It will be difficult at first, but everything is difficult at first. Absolutely. And so, I think those are two. There's a there's a nice two juxtapositions with those yeah. two quotes. I want to subscribe them both to Miyamo, um, Miyamoto Masashi, but I don't think the first one is. The 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 it'll be difficult at first. That's definitely him, but I'm not entirely sure okay. who. Where the that origin of the one. first one is.
1: Yeah, everything you've ever done
2: for the first time exactly. was, was hard. At mm-hmm. one point, you couldn't walk. Right. You right. were terribly... You yeah. were the worst walker on the planet. And yeah. now look at you. You can do it without thinking about yeah.
1: it. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: Mm. Yeah. What a great thing we inhabit, our little bodies. That's good.
1: Any Anything else you want to you say about work-life balance, about your specific...
2: Um. Again, I'm not... I, I have my good days and my bad yeah. days, but yeah. I think you try and mitigate the bad days sure. and and get back on it if you've, if you've had a shitty one, you know, yeah. you can, it, the beautiful thing that we get to experience is we can go to bed every night and we can fall asleep and you can wake up in the morning and you can do it entirely differently. <laughs> yeah, If you want to, <laughs> you have that choice, right? Yeah. You have that, that cho- we that have is, that choice. Yeah. That is the most important thing. Yeah. I have one client I love her to pieces and, and she throws this back at me a lot. Um, I, I said to her, at one point um she she suffered from terrible terrible anxiety and i said you know the the irony is uh, as as sentient beings that have choice because we always have choice in everything we choose to not like the consequences so we sure i said you choose you're choosing to convince yourself that you have no choice <laughs> <laughs> and that's stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not stupid <laughs> But that as a concept, that's a stupid thing right there. Yeah. And yet a lot of us, we do it. Yeah. And she will, or she will throw that back every once in a while. She goes, I thought about that the other day and it just made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> because you're right. We're choosing to convince ourselves that we have no choice.
1: But you mm.
0: do. Hey, I'm going to go off a little bit here with this, Kevin. Yeah. If you're okay with that. Yeah, because I, I don't even think we've really hit on this. But, w- you know, John in, in his role of... Um, you know family and and therapist and marriage and relationships what are some there could be listeners listening right now that are having uh, a difficult time mm-hmm. in a relationship or maybe in their marriage yeah. cuz i mean you probably know the stats i mean the, the <laughs> divorce yeah what i mean <laughs> what I do, let's share let's share a little bit about that and then maybe some things i mean i don't know it, it's not going you can't it's not going to be an instantaneous instantaneous fix but what are some things people could or what should
2: we be paying attention mm. to okay so first off not every marriage should or can be fixed and that was that was a really hard lesson for me to learn because mm-hmm. when you're first out of grad school and you're like i'm gonna save the world i'm gonna sure. like, every marriage i'm gonna save everybody's marriage and it's gonna be great you soon realize that some marriages should not be saved. You should soon realize that some marriages should not have even been entered into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you are, I think if you're, if you're in a partnership where you're aware of the other person's needs and they're aware of your needs and you both actively strive to help fulfill that need in the other person, that's a solid relationship and that I can save the shit out of that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'll be beautiful and you'll be better for it, right? (laughs) If your needs are not getting met in a marriage and you have brought that up and the other person is aware, at that point, it is their choice to not do that. And so it's your choice if you're staying or not. Hmm. Hmm. And I would highly, highly recommend that you exfiltrate from that situation if you find yourself in that one. Mm -hmm. Because life is too short. You deserve more you deserve something that is not what you're currently experiencing because some things cannot be saved and they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, you get one shot. Exactly.
0: You get one shot at this, make sure you're doing it. That's a great way to articulate
1: that. I like that.
0: Any follow up to that? Any, any marriage advice you want there, Kevin? You're no, trying to I'm give just, some marriage I'm, advice. I
1: am. I'm wrapping my head. I've been married Come for on. 21 years and, and, um,
2: I tell you one, one piece, this is, so this is what I say to a lot of my couples. Um, If you can, if you can wake up every single morning and you think to yourself, what's one thing I can do today that's going to show this person laying next to me Mm -hmm. just how epically important they are to me, that they are like, you know, they are my sun and my stars and they just, my my heart explodes when they're around. If you can do that and have an an understanding that that person is thinking and doing the same thing. Mm -hmm you guys are going to be okay. Yeah. If it, and if it's not that you can get it to that, maybe that's great. But if you can't get it to that, then you deserve to be with someone that you can do that with. And that will do that for you as well. You don't have to settle. And I think a lot of people, I think that was what happened during, during COVID. I think a lot of people were like, Oh my God, I've settled. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing, You know, you don't have to settle. We, we, we survived the global pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? We're freaking bulletproof. And that, that does something to you. It's like, I don't want, you know, we, we got through the hard part. I don't want this anymore. I want something else. One of the things I read, and again, I,
0: I can't even quote it right here. And maybe, maybe this isn't even accurate, but I thought I read something about (laughs) during that time when there was, you know, people were by themselves, people really figured out. Do I really want to spend yes. the rest of my life with this mm-hmm. person because they were constantly yeah. in, isolated with one another? So is that something that came out of
2: Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly it. it. Yeah, and and it and it must suck because you you know, having that realization, right? When you're around someone 24/7 365 because we we even with our parts, we that never happens. Right. <laughs> And then you have that realisation, oh shit, this person <laughs> isn't, ah, I'm I'm really glad that I got to go to work and that I had hobbies and stuff like that because our interactions, you know, have gone from, you know, 24-7, 365. Now that, you know, our regular reactions are like, interactions rather, are like, I don't know, a few hours a day. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that I can do. I can do that. Mm-hmm. But my God, more than that, this isn't my person. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Good. You've, you've, you've had a realization, go find your person, because if, if that person's not your person, you're not that person's person. Right. And right. that person needs that person as well. But, be, and I would say
0: before you probably are going to move to, I mean, let's just say something's not there. Sure. You've, you've done some, uh, you've kind of figured this out. I mean, obviously I'm hoping that each person is doing some work on themselves and then pr- maybe coming to see a uh, a family therapist right or, yeah. or uh, a couple's therapist right yeah because you just don't want to say uh, boom I'm done I mean you you want to try to see if you can make this work right. right
2: you you do up until a point and that's I see a lot of people not understanding where the point is okay right it's like if you're having the same conversation year after year after year get out because something hasn't changed. And and again, we can look back at um you know, let's say that let's say that you put a few extra pounds on, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't like the way I'm looking. I'm gonna hit the gym. I'm gonna work that shit off. Well, you're gonna be motivated to do it, you're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. If you're hearing the same thing from your wife, year after year, month after month, whatever it might be. And you're not doing that? Well, that's not important to you.
0: Hmm.
2: They're not important to you. The relationship's not important to you because you are not doing what has been asked of you. That's telling right there. There's something important going on right there.
0: The complexity (laughs) of people, (laughs) the complexity of emotions, (laughs) the complexity of, you know, we sit here and one of the things that I'm just uh, rolling around in my head is there is so much about trying to figure out. First of all, yourself to yep. try to to love yourself. That's mm-hmm. that that's probably the the best thing you can do. But then B, you got this other piece here of trying to uh, navigate and your spouse, your relationships you're in, and to mm-hmm. make those go. So there's that complexity of it, and I. <laughs> That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking about. I mean, it's. Okay. It's not. I wish I could. You know, the the way I wish I could tell everybody. Oh, it's so easy. It's so no. It's it 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 is. But like you said, it's going to be difficult yes. at first. Yep. But you're going to have to go through that, regardless if it's yourself or with a relationship or yeah. whatever. That's God. That's. I'm just. Ugh. Yeah. Well,
1: where my head's going is, <laughs> not not to be funny. But your partner perhaps is somebody who has a lot of bin juice that they're not exactly. dealing with that they haven't yep. dealt with for years mm-hmm. and if you're not emptying the bin juice or you yep. you you're, you're, you're creating um, obviously complications with the ability to connect and and have relationships with people so how do you how do you navigate a situation where you say some marriages aren't savable and shouldn't be saved yeah. is it ever because of a situation like that is Absolutely. it ever it, it, yeah. okay so that falls into that category I see too. That a so lot. so somebody is not necessarily it's not that I don't acknowledge <clears throat> what you need but because maybe I'm so I don't want to use the word broken I don't want to use that word I don't like that word it's mm-hmm. negative but but because of what I'm dealing with yes I can't fulfill those needs right
2: and so then then it becomes a question of you know then, then the question of compromise comes on the table, yeah. right? Is this? So I was working with um, with a person for a while that you know was asking. Uh, there was there was there was no physical or emotional intimacy yeah. in the relationship, right? And that was like a prerequisite that she had going into the relationship. And it was like, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it'll be lots of
0: mm-hmm.
2: lots of physical intimacy, lots of emotional intimacy. Totally, we're we're doing that. It's, it's done deal. Well, it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. And so at that point, how many, you know, is it, how big of a big ticket item is that? Sure. And if that is the big ticket item, if that I need that at that, my core level, I need those two things. And this person cannot give that to me. Well, on general principle, you have to try and find it someplace else. Sure. Mm. Regardless of
1: right. it's a can't or won't. Right.
2: right. Right. Okay. Okay. A lot of times I think can'ts do happen. Absolutely. Yeah. But they are very, it's very, very slim. It usually is, is a won't. Yeah. Because you are not important enough. Sure. And a lot of times you see that in in the individual, right? It's like they will... You know, they'll put friends first. They'll put this first. They'll put everything first other than their spouse. Sure. And that, at, at, at a basic level, that's just wrong. Yeah. And so those are the things that need, you know, those are the marriages that need to not be around. For, for both people's sakes, mm-hmm. you know. You deserve to be with someone that is going to love you for who you are.
1: Yeah.
2: All the little, you know, Intricacies of who you are The the, the things that You know The way your eyes light up The way your smile Brons a room right The way you make somebody feel That's You're gonna connect With that person And that's gonna be Your person And everyone deserves that Yeah It's good (laughs) I love it
0: man (laughs) I love it It's complicated (laughs) complicated. It's It's complex Yeah But at the same time It's It's Super simple Super simple (laughs) It is That's Yeah Let's, uh, we have a couple questions here. We're going to, re- yeah. before we wrap up here. And uh, what I want to ask you is as you're thinking about your life, who's impacted you, mm-hmm. you know, role models, mm-hmm. and then what are some of your favorite um, could be health, mental health resources, books, podcasts, people, apps that you would recommend for our listeners if they're like, sure. hey, I want to check that out. So, again, who are some people that have impacted you in your life? And then what are some of those? uh health
2: mental health resources you'd you would share with others um yeah that's a that's a really good question um so just from a from a personal level um my uh my mum um so my my parents uh divorced when i was really young like four four mm-hmm. or five and so my mum raised my sister and i for the for the longest time and that um that i would uh, looking back at what she did and having three kids myself and having been divorced sure um i'm just blown away so when it comes to strong people my mum, mm. and then um my stepdad uh came into the picture um and like, you want to talk about like a man's man like a guy that just like can fix anything <laughs> but then can also like talk you off the ledge as well yeah there's, there's like you know it's just So I feel very, very blessed. And again, maybe this colors how I view relationships, but it's like, um, if my mom and my biological dad had stayed together, I don't think I would be the person I am today. Sure. So I am, I'm immensely grateful with hindsight that they divorced, that they separated Mm -hmm. because now I have, you know, I got this whole new human in my life that has been a massive, massive positive role model. Um, so those are just from a personal um level. Um uh I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big poetry sap, so I really like the work of Charles Bukowski. I like his stuff. Um uh I'm a big I'm a big fan of Dr. Jordan Peterson, not the um not necessarily the <laughs> the right, <laughs> the far-reaching right kind of thing he's been portrayed a lot of times out in social social media but i think uh a lot of a lot of it i lo- i really enjoyed his last two books mm-hmm. i thought they were really good um uh who else do i really like uh there's a there's a futurist called jason silver who um does this really cool little series on youtube called shots of awe mm. um he's really good i i like um i like big thinkers and creatives and stuff like. i feel that you know because of so so much of my day is is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I want this, this light, not, no, it's not light. That's the wrong, I don't know, just, I want more big thoughts, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple of, um, I'm actually reading a really good book at the moment. Let me, I really like, pulling on a book here that, yeah, Uh, Ryan Holiday. He does, um, uh, I've been getting into the, the stoicism kind of hmm. like philosophies and things like that. So like, um, like the, the, the writings of Seneca, Marcus Aurelius. Um, what I really like about Ryan holiday is that he kind of takes those concepts, those stoic, um, ideas and really kind of, uh, reframes them in a, in a, in a modern contemporary kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that. I don't know, just kind of that journey to, being a better version of yourself, I guess. Yeah, some days are more. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. And the word, and the word <laughs> that no you're better sh- than <laughs> others. Yeah, but the word that
0: you're saying it's a journey. It, really it, is. it is a journey, yeah. and yeah, and that's the, the piece that I've I've been as I continue to grow and having this opportunity with Kevin here to do this podcast. I mean, every time we have a guest on, or every time we're t- there's so much that. I continually learn, and that's what I want to be—that lifelong learner, that continuous yeah. improvement. Um, what can I do to continually go inward to take care of myself so I can be better for others, and yet yeah, all that stuff? But it's a journey. I love that. Yeah. So, um, I got to be. I'm gonna. You know what I'm doing though. Here's what, here's one thing: as I'm as all this stuff. There's a lot of nuggets I'm taking out of here today, but one is that I got to get back to trying to. Uh, even if it's reading 10 pages or 20 pages a day yeah. cuz i used to be pretty good at that mm-hmm. i gotta get back to that yeah so the book i was thinking about though was uh focused by mike maybe it's mm. mike schmoker um, that was the last book that was the that, one you yeah, mentioned yeah. oh yep. so it was just really yeah. kind of keeping things um, so that was that was the book. I, so yeah. when I, when you hear the very beginning of this, when I'm like, oh, I, oh, I don't know, I, oh,
2: I came to it here at the end. Okay, it, it, it just took him in two hours, but he he's got it in the end. That's good. All right, Kevin, we'll on wrap, on. We wrap we us got, up yeah, we here. We got about.
1: one final question here, John, and and uh, you, yeah, you just mentioned two hours. We're we're just shy of two hours, and I'm going to tell you right now, it feels like it's been about twelve minutes. This has been <laughs> very enjoyable, guys. I'm going to be very serious. Yeah. This is, this has been. I was going to say fifteen minutes. But uh, I'm gonna <laughs> going with twelve. So, final question. Yeah. Okay. Big question. Um, if you had to break down everything that you kind of talked about today. <laughs> what, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> what, what, is, what is one, if you had to break down to one single, and maybe it's not something you talked about today, but what is one single piece of advice that you would give to a listener who is looking to try and move things in the right direction? What mm. is one tangible thing that they, that they could start Big, small.
2: Okay. One piece of advice. Listen to your inner voice. Because I think a lot of times we we hear that inner voice and we try and shout it down. Mm. We try and like rationalize it out. Oh, you know, well, that that wouldn't work. That wouldn't be good. Maybe it wouldn't, but just Listen to it see what it has to say and, and hold it for a little bit and and believe in yourself because you can you know the, the building blocks of who you are right you know carbon, nitrogen oxygen they're the same building blocks that we have in the in the freaking cosmos right you are star stuff, I think Carl Sagan said it. you're, you're a being of immense potential. well embrace that.'t don't, don't diminish your own light just it's gonna be okay in the end Hmm. there's a beautiful quote by John Lennon and it says everything will be okay in the end if it's not okay it's not the end
0: (laughs) another powerful (laughs) quote here
2: that's good yeah that's good stuff isn't
1: it that's a good way to end right there (laughs) it's It's a fantastic way way to end John in all sincerity thank you for your time your generosity um, your authenticity. Um, <laughs> your humor, um, and and uh, even your accent, man. It's just I don't know. Like I said, it's just there's something there's something uh, uh, making me think about Ted Lasso and all the stuff. And <laughs> th- th- there's something very very peaceful and um, I don't even know what the word is, but uh, comforting about your your presence. So um, I can see I can see your clients really enjoying that. So mm-hmm. um, because I feel like I just had a session. <laughs>
0: No, I do, and John, I would say too. Just your, uh, just your energy um, and the frequency that you that you vibrate with with the universe. I mean, Thanks, that just man. is so uh, very really cool. appreciate that. And uh, I know you're going to go here later on this afternoon, right? You got <laughs> that's see, right. I got the, an inking, yeah, on the books, yeah. yeah. So that's that's cool. But I can really just feel that that energy and that that vibration uh, that you have and what you're you're putting out um, into the universe, which is just so cool and. Um, so much appreciate your time. I'm going to talk to Kevin because I'm like, maybe we got to talk to John about coming on, like, you know, periodically cool. just he, to have some cool convos with yeah. him.
2: I would be more than happy to do that, boys. That would, I think this this is, you guys were a fun hang.
0: That would be. This oh, was a that, ton of fun. This would be great. Hey, where can, if anybody wants to connect with you, because yeah. we'll put it in the show notes. Sure. But somebody wants to get in contact with you. What, what, what are some ways that they can do
2: that? Um... I mean, you know, if you're if you're if you're looking for a therapist, um, uh, you can find me through Healthwise. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, and Healthwise also have a lot of very very good therapists out there. If you if you need one, um, I am on Instagram on Therapist Underscore Reactions. Mm. Um, I don't have a lot of stuff on there, but um, yeah, you can reach out to me via the Healthwise portal or through yeah through that
1: yeah Perfect. awesome. We'll get it out there.
0: I had a blast. <laughs> this was awesome john thank you for your time thank you guys. um yeah this is this is uh left me again in awe yeah so uh, it was uh, fun and it was knowledgeable thanks for hanging out with the two principals today as we continue on this life and leadership journey one step at a time one conversation at a time we would love for you to follow subscribe and rate review our podcast wherever you listen We are so grateful for your support. And as always, please follow us on all of our social media accounts at Two Principles. You can also find us on the web at twoprinciples.com. Questions for Kevin or myself,
1: email us at twoprinciplespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for raising your frequency today and looking inward. Wishing you peace and happiness on your journey. Remember to keep living and leading with purpose. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Until next time, get out of your head and into your heart.